so there's a few ways I thought about presenting this, but I just said, you know what, I'm not going to overthink and I'm just going to give it straight to you guys. So let's jump right into it. Now, there's a handful of things we need to understand with respects to Project Flood. So first off, before I start, I just want to give a quick shout out to Anthony Allnut. He's a big fan of the show. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out. Again, any of you guys want to shout out, let me know. Now, Again, before I jump into this very deeply, I just want to mention that there are a lot of aspects here that I will not be covering for the sake of time. So if there's anything that I miss out on that you feel is important or significant, please put it in the comments if you're on YouTube. I would genuinely appreciate that, not just for myself, but for everybody else as well. Now, let's jump into it. So Project Flood is connected to a handful of different, I guess we could say, attributes and uh, pieces of the puzzle, let's call it. Flood stands for fractional lateralization of overt debilitation. Now, in plain English, I'll explain that for you guys. So we're going to go one step at a time. And the reason why I say that is because we need to connect this to a lot of different branches, so to speak. So fractional actually stands or resembles uh, fractional reserve banking. Now, fractional reserve banking is a method used by the Federal Reserve. So long story short, if we knew ultimately how, I guess we could say, the Federal Reserve system really works, people would get, the whole public would get pissed off. Now, another thing as well I want to mention is that ironically, the wars that the United States happens to get involved with most of the time, not all of the time, but most of the, t of the time, have to do with not just one reason, but many reasons. But one of those reasons is because those countries, for example, Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, Libya, Syria, they opposed the United States implementing a Federal Reserve banking system there. Because when you impose a banking system into any country or any nation, you essentially control that country. Now, I'm going to bring this back in full circle so you understand, but let's take another perspective. Let's imagine, for example, I know this is a bit out there, but just bear with me. You're an alien or an extraterrestrial species looking down on a civilization substantially less advanced than you are. What are you going to do? I mean, in, in the short term, in terms of when I mean short term, I, I can even be talking about hundreds of years. But in the real long term, the real form of dominance is winning over the minds of those beings on that planet, in this case, us humans. So physical dominance, which seems to have been evident, uh, evidential before through the use of just pure force and raw power with the Anunnaki, seemed to work for a handful of time, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of years. But eventually it came to an end. Now we could say, yeah, Dave, this is just the cycle of life. Everything has a beginning, everything has an end. Yes, but the whole point of Project Flood is to preserve that cycle for as long as possible, right? Now, fractional reserve banking, long story short, the way the Federal Reserve loans out money is this. They print a $100 bill, they have to keep 10% of it, and they can loan out the other $90, and it accumulates interest. But essentially, guys, it's fake money producing fake money. Now, I'm not an expert in finances or macroeconomics, so I did dumb it down there just for the sake of this episode. But if someone wants to explain more in the comments, you're more than welcome. Now, the point of this is that when you have a system for many, many years, like the Federal Reserve Banking System that implements control all over the world, what happens is that you control the monetary funds and the value that the money is being given. doesn't matter if it, what currency it is. I mean, obviously, pre preferential for it to be the American dollar, but that's why it's so powerful because the Federal Reserve has so much influence all over the world. But that, guys, is only a temporary system to suppress the people. You make them slaves to this fake artificial well, real piece of paper, but artificial value that we as humans give value to. 
Why do we listen to these people who gave value to it? Well, because I guess we wanted to stop trading animals and fur and pelts. So we moved on to that. Granted. Okay. But now it's time to move on to the next form of currency, which they're trying to stop us from. And what is the next form of currency? Knowledge. And I'm not saying that to sound corny, but it's true. Now, when we take a look, they realize, and when I say they, you might say, okay, what do you mean? Who do you mean by they? The 13 families, the 13 bloodlines. Now, again, we can call them the protocols of the elders of Zion. We can call them the Illuminati, whatever you want to call them. Maybe even more than these 13 bloodlines, but these 13 bloodlines who I've spoken about in an episode extensively before have the real deep connections to the Wahlberg family, not the actor, the, the, the Wahlberg family in Sweden, which controls all the microchips, which therefore controls a large chunk of China. And so you can see where I'm going with this. And I'm sorry if I'm ranting, but I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of how things branch out so much. So all in all, fractional reserve banking in the Federal Reserve System is very important. But when you take a look as an extraterrestrial species trying to control us, they even realize this currency can only keep us suppressed for so long. So what do they do next? They cannot replicate something like a literal flood of the time of Noah's Ark. Now, whether that was real or not, it's hard to say. But the point is, is that by creating a literal apocalyptic doom on the whole planet doesn't even benefit the elites doesn't even benefit let's just say hypothetically these beings from the from outer space that are trying to control us if they are okay and so what do you do next you merge the underground world with ours in order to distort the modern new currency which is knowledge to distort knowledge and create fear and disinformation the only thing more important or more significant in suppressing people other than putting value to something and making them slaves to it is by literally pumping them into the ground with fear, right? Okay, now, when we take a look here, what we're going to see is that NASA, and I'm putting the article up for you guys now on YouTube, NASA has been working on making cryosleep a reality. Why is this the case? Because when Project Flood comes into place, if it doesn't, if it does in our lifetime, it might not. What will happen here is that the elites, the ones that have the power and the control, will put themselves within these cryosleep chambers to preserve themselves for, uh, so they don't have to experience what goes on. Now you might say, okay, Dave, what goes on? The emergence of the underground world with this one and the merging of these underground worlds essentially creates so much fear because there are so many races underneath the earth, allegedly, that we won't know what to do as humans. We've been suppressed of this knowledge for so long that once it hits us all in one big shot, we have no idea. Now you might say, okay, Dave, what do you mean there's all these races under earth and this and that? Well, Let's take a look, for example, at Operation Paperclip. What was Operation Paperclip? It was essentially the U.S. recruiting Nazi scientists and even some Nazi, not Nazis, but supporters of the Nazi regime, maybe some of them were forced, but that's for another discussion, bringing them to the United States for their knowledge. Who was it? Oh, yeah, Warner von Braun, who helped bring man to the moon. Uh, they put a, another gentleman in charge of the Federal Reserve during Kennedy's administration, JFK. So you can see the infiltration here. Now, it's not because they're Nazis. It's because they had information about something called Agartha. And I've done an episode on this before, but Agartha is essentially this underworld or underground civilization where Nordics, reptilians, and others live. Now, I know that might sound very crazy and very out there, but just bear with me. So allegedly... Some of these fallen Nephilims or um, angels, which are uh, supposed to be, according to many different documents, Nordics, or at least seem to resemble the Nordics, they were left behind. And I did an episode on this too. 
but they went underground because their bodies can withstand much more substantive temperatures than humans can. And so they would come up above ground every so often, as reported by Geraldo Rivera in Fox News about 17 or 18 years ago, give or take. Okay, having to do with also the pieces, the patches of land all over the world where frequencies and radios and things just stop working completely. Your phone stops working, all that. Now, the thing about that as well, though, is that when we look, what we're going to see here is according to Gaia.com, putting it up for you guys on YouTube, we're going to see legitimate Nazi maps that were acquired in the not declassified, but leaked rather of these maps showing that their one of their submarines, their U-boats, I forgot the exact name, found Agartha or successfully made it to the underground world. Now, some people who have the RH null, not RH negative, but the RH null blood type, okay, apparently are descendants very loose descendants of these Nordics, and they're being kidnapped, and there's only, I think, 40 or 50 of them left in the world right now, but you can watch that episode as well, and so what we take a look at when we see this here is we see that these Nordics may have gone underground amongst other races, and they are directly, there was a seepage over many, many hundreds of thousands of years, a seepage of their bloodline when they mated with humans. How this was the case, who knows? But if we take a look at an example, what we'll find is that we'll see there are a handful of Arctic explorers, particularly back shortly after World War II, who found, who claimed in their journals to have found underground bases, particularly within access points in Antarctica, but apparently there's access points in the Vegas and New Mexico as well. But as whether or not that's that was done by the military artificially to get down there, I don't know. But the point here is that they claim these underground civilizations and worlds ask to remain quiet. Okay, so what we're doing here, guys, is we're putting together all of the pieces of the puzzle. We're putting together the evidence that's been right in front of our faces. And so, yes, could I be wrong? Absolutely, I could be wrong. I'm not sitting here saying that what I'm saying is right. But what I'm trying to do is put the pieces of the missing puzzle together. Simple as that. Okay. Now, when we take a look next, what we have to also understand here is that these there are there were Nazi bunkers in Antarctica. We know that for a fact. Okay. And we also understand that the 13 royal families, or not royal families, the, the 13 families with coincidental bloodline connections to one another, by the way, okay, understand that this is going to come. They may actually not know when. And uh, there's one proposal that is very popular out there, which I do want to mention for the sake of bringing it to your guys' attention, that these 13 families are listening, or the 13 bloodlines are listening to that of not the Galactic Federation, but a certain species of beings, of, of extraterrestrials. And apparently out of the 11 species that are interacting with Earth that we as humans have agreements with, which allegedly don't mean much, according to Phil Schneider, nine out of the 11 are, not, are, are bad news. But again, people will say, okay, so haven't, why haven't they destroyed our planet be, or physically destroyed it? Because they need it maybe more than we do or just as much as we do. Or they understand that the infiltration through information and knowledge is the real gun here, is the real weapon, it's the real nuke. It's the new form of the nuke, rather. And so that's what I think they understand here. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is there is at some point in time, according excuse me, according to many different scriptures and predictions and, and, and what and prophets, but even people nowadays. There's a point in time when we're going to see a separation between the metaphysical realm of Earth and the real, or not the real, sorry, the physical aspect of Earth. So, 
again, there may be multiple dimensions overlapping one another, but the concept here is that metaphysically there is one over over wrapping layer or overarching layer that then encompasses the multiple layers underneath it and when people raise their consciousnesses enough to a point where they can harness that knowledge to allow themselves to metaphysically ascend there is allegedly going to be a legitimate separation of this earth with the metaphysical one now again to what extent that will become the case or come to be true is very very difficult to say but when we take a step back we have to understand that this could in fact be a possibility of some type of emergence all right now whether it's a physical emergence or whether it is using technology to physically merge the underground world with this one above ground and harnessing spirituality it's only up for interpretation. Now, again, we have whistleblowers who have claimed and talked about the underground military bases, but we got to literally dig deeper than that, deeper than the underground military bases, which allegedly are not even that deep relative to how deep the earth is, right? But when we look at these Nazi documents saying that Agartha is real, and we look at these journals of people who were not Nazis, just regular people who went to, or, or archaeologists who went to go to Antarctica and, and, and investigate and just see what they could find multiple people with journals who are claiming this why why is this not being talked about publicly and so what we have to next the next thing we have to ask ourselves is that the cia utilized operation paperclip like i mentioned earlier in this episode to harness and bring the knowledge of these nazi scientists and these nazi regime workers scientists, geologists, military generals, recruit banking uh, geniuses, financial geniuses, mathematicians, they recruited a boatload of them because if they weren't going to, then Russia was because Russia was taking them too. So when they do that, that was secret. Obviously, it was only declassified fairly recently. But when we look at that, we say, okay, they're clearly recruiting them for their expertise within their respective fields. And then when one of them comes out and says, and this was a general, I'm putting his picture up right now. He comes out and he says, we have proof and the ability to get to Agartha. The CIA then rips him and publicly destroys him and says, no, this is preposterous, ridiculous. And that was around the same time the CIA coined the phrase conspiracy theorist. Because believe it or not, guys, for those of you who don't know, conspiracy the, the term conspiracy theorist was actually spread as a, an attempt to be a form of propaganda by the CIA. But it, it kind of backfired on them in a certain way, at least now it is. Now, when we look at this, the question then becomes, and this is a bit of a hypocritical, ironic question, but who do you want to believe, the CIA or the CIA? The guys that recruited these people or the ones that recruited these people? Which one do you want to believe here? And that's what it comes down to. That's literally what it is. So what I'd like you to do is let me know what you guys think because when we take a look at for example the lateral lateralization aspect of it what we're going to see is that lateralization has to do with the cognitive processing of the brain now understanding the brain is to understand science and spirituality because to understand the human mind physically is to understand the form of consciousness that manifests into the i guess we could say the ascension of enlightened realms and so they understand this they know this they understand that enlightenment is the real real weapon here and that we have abilities through the harnessing of intuition that we probably cannot even fathom okay it's the same thing like when someone gets possessed and they begin floating and hovering in very extreme cases if that's being harnessed in a negative way why can't that be harnessed in a positive way it's as simple as that and so i know this might seem con confusing but the concept of money monetary 
monetization. The concept of understanding the human mind in this realm and understanding physical, uh, sorry, spiritual, metaphysical attributes in other realms is exactly what Project Flood is. Now, the cryo sleep chambers, just to finish it off quickly, are not really that important. It's more so, it's just a technological advancement that NASA has publicly announced as a form of drop seeding through psychological warfare in a certain sense and asymmetrical warfare to deceive the public into thinking, wow, we can all get access to this when in reality, it'll only be for those who have money or those who are in, those who are in the best of interests of others or of people more powerful than them to stay alive. Now, that's not to say the world is going to end with this whole project flood, but it's just another form of suppression and oppression at probably the biggest scale in modern human history. So let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next time. Thank you very much.